Hello and welcome once again to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the Executive Director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce and the Director of Operations at the Smart Center in Greenville. I'd like to start by thanking our sponsors once again, Greenville University, the Greenville Chamber of Commerce, Bradford National Bank, and Entertech Global. Thank you, sponsors, for all that you do for us here at the Smart Center in Greenville, which is where we are once again in the podcast studio today in lovely downtown Greenville. And my host, or my host, <laughs> my guest today, my goodness, um, my guest today is Elizabeth Sargis, also from, well, this area from Bond County, native of Bond County, and is it Mulberry Grove? Yeah, actually, I was born at the hospital. All right. So um, then I grew up on a farm south of Mulberry. I went to Smithboro Elementary School when oh. that existed, and then Mulberry through high school. And I did two years at Greenville College when, before Kaskaskia had an outpost here, you uh-huh. could take Greenville classes at Kaskaskia rates if you were local. I have heard that. It was a great opportunity. Um, but then because of cost, I transferred to Knox College in Galesburg to finish my degree, and there. I met a lot of people from the Chicago area, so I ended up living in Chicago for almost 30 years. I was going to ask you how you ended up in Chicago, because um, I don't think I've ever known that. I've known Elizabeth for a couple of years now, and yeah, so you, you through college relations, ended up there. Yeah, I actually got an internship with the dad of the best friend of a guy I was dating, <laughs> Um, at GE Capital in oh, downtown nice. Chicago, which was great. Yeah, it was during a recession. So I was very lucky to get a job. And that's when I fell in love with doing communications. I, I was an English literature major in school and I love to write and read. And I had no idea how much I could use that to help people in business. And so that's what I turned out to do for the rest of my career was just to learn about things and help people find the information they need. Um, my favorite thing about it is when I can help somebody find their next best thing that oh, they need, yeah. whatever that is. That's very, that's very interesting. That's cool. And I, and I do think, I think you're right. The, um, the English lit background does really meld well with communications, of course. So you spent that time in Chicago, um, perfecting your craft and, uh, falling in love and starting a family. Yes. I met my husband. We have a cute Chicago story. He was actually my landlord. I um, met him at a dinner party of one of his tenants and asked if there were any openings in the building because it was a cute three-flat, vintage, gorgeous oh, building. Awesome. And um, he made kind of a funny face, but then he ended up kicking out the first floor tenant so that I could move in. Uh oh. So yeah, we started dating soon after that. And um, it was really fun. It was like the TV show Friends was on at that time. And yeah. it, was, it was like my life story. We were, we were just their neighbors in the building. And um, so yeah, that was really great. And that's why I thought I'd be in Chicago forever, because he's a Chicago hometown boy. Born and yeah. raised there, um, and he had a legal practice. He was a partner in a practice in Chicago. And we did end up moving to Wheaton, which for the area was a small town um, of 55,000 people <laughs> outside of Chicago. We lived there for 23 years. But when my husband's family, his parents passed away, he asked if I would want to live near my family again. And 
I thought, that's interesting. Yeah. And the first thing I learned about when I started to research what was going on in Greenville was about the Smart Center and what was happening. It was in renovations at the time. And I loved the vision of reinvigorating the local economy so that other kids like me who grew up here and had wonderful experiences could stay in the area and find a life that really wasn't available when I was young. Now that we have the internet, you can do, you can, and especially since the pandemic, we've learned you can work from anywhere and for a lot of jobs. And so that's what I'm excited about is just helping um, Greenville become the best it can be for the people who are growing up here now. Yeah. And so you're back and that's what you're working on now. And um, we're going to get to current projects, but uh, you have started your own, you brought your communication skills and started your own company called uh, Say More, a communication company, correct? Yes. And uh, yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm very popular. My phone And your ringing. phone is ringing off the hook. I thought about turning that <laughs> off and I forgot. It's, you know what, that's what makes it fun. Well, that's the, and, and I get so, I, I get, oh, it's, it's AT&T. They're very important. I'm going to turn that off. Um. Yeah. Well, where were we? <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about your own my company. business. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, I lost my job in the pandemic. Yeah. And that was really, really hard. I had never been through that before. And um, the interesting thing about it was that Mark had continued his practice in Chicago for um, about 18 months while I was working here and we had commuted back and forth and he had planned to close his practice the same month that I lost my position yeah. here. And uh, so we were kind of going through it together. He had planned to take a position here in the Smart Center and mm -hmm. help the entrepreneurs with legal issues, but the pandemic kind of cramped his style for that. And so we were both wondering what was going to come next for us. And we just loved having each other around to support each other, look at our resumes, role play for interviews and sure. things. So I have really concentrated on trying to find a full-time job, but the market is so slow because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the area is not in Chicago. I would, if I wanted a new job, you know, it would take a few months and mm -hmm. I'd be in my new job here. It, it takes a little longer. And uh, then with the pandemic on top of it, it takes a long time. So um, we were so happy to have each other's support that we started uh, a support group to help other people. But in the meantime, I had some clients come to me privately for help with different things, advertising, marketing. And um, I really enjoyed that. And for my, um, at, for my, for my portfolio for job applications, it was helpful if I had a website and kind of had a company presence. So I started putting things together as if I was starting a business. And then I got really excited about it. It was fun <laughs> to do a brand and think about how I would help people. Um, so yeah, I am available to help with any kind of writing, design, um, strategy. I love to help uh, organizations figure out how to better communicate their information 
it's so important these days that we don't waste people's time. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big learner. So I love to learn everything there is to know about something and then to narrow it down to just those few little things that the audience needs to know in order to make whatever decision they need to sure. make. Sure. So that's what I do. And the name of my company is actually more. The word more mm-hmm. is a big theme in my life, um, lately. And part of that is, uh, my Christian heritage. And thinking about how we were promised an abundant life and what does that mean? And I think that everyone is promised an abundant life. And I love to help people find their more. Ah. And so the name of my company, Say More, is about how I can help you say more, maybe not with more words, but maybe more specifically what it is that people need to hear to be able to to buy your product, join your organization, whatever it is that that you need them to do. So that's what I do with Say More. But on the other side, I've been doing some volunteering in the community uh, because of this uh, going through job loss and going through a job search. I um, It's something that I have helped people with through my whole career because the things I do with communications apply to making a resume, writing a cover letter, interviewing skills, all that kind of stuff. So I have helped people in the past and Mark and I enjoyed so much the work that we did together that we thought, well, we can help other people. So we just put some feelers out and I I do want to give a shout out to the Greenville Free Methodist Church and to the Bond County Ministerial Alliance because they helped us promote the group last fall and we met for six weeks last fall and helped several people who either were unemployed or underemployed at the time with their job searches. And we learned a lot during that time. And we learned that there were really, um, there were job seekers and they really needed help. And especially during the pandemic, it's very lonely. Um, if you lose your job, you don't have that social life that you had at work oh, and all sure. that people contact that you used to have. Mm-hmm. If you are searching for a new job, even if you have a job, it can be lonely because you can't talk about it with your coworkers because right. that's awkward. <laughs> uh, so the um, it's a time when people can really use that support of other people who are going through the same things. So that's what we did with our group. But we found out that there were a lot of different needs related to employment in the county that we could help with. And um, there's job seekers, but the, and there's the job seekers who want the support of that six week group of meetings. But then there's also just really core skills mm-hmm. that you want to learn. Like I want to spend a morning and really get my resume right. Right. I want to spend an afternoon and, and practice interviewing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do workshops. And I should mention that we're going to do all of our programs now for the group out of the smart center yep. here, yep. which is awesome to have your support with that. And we uh, renamed ourselves Smart Works. I love it. Uh, of course, we talked about it. So yes. of course, I love it. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Elaine helped me to pick that, uh, and I really love it because it's the point. Work is a really wonderful thing. Um, sometimes we talk about work as being really hard and and the grind and all of that, but work is where we can be our creative best selves, where we add value to the community and to other people's lives. So that's what uh, Smart Works is all about, is helping each person find their best job, their best role that they can play. And we will be meeting in the third floor of the Smart 
Smart Center. And we will have a couple other programs. We, we mentioned the, the group that we'll meet. We're calling it Job Seekers. We're starting up again next week in, uh, well, I don't know when this will air, but we're starting. Yeah, this, yeah, hopefully soon, but this might have already, it might have already started by the time yeah. we got. So this, the program starting March 2nd will run through April 6th, but the plan is to start another series when right, that wraps right. up. As um, as we as we find people who are interested and need the program, we we start additional series, mm-hmm. and this is our first series this year. We kind of took a little time off to revamp, and so we'll be doing six weeks starting March second. And it's not the kind of thing where um, you have to come all six times. So if you hear this podcast after we've started, you're still welcome to come. And uh, we have people who were in the group last fall who are going to come again. Oh, that's nice. Because they're still working on job search. Sure. Um, so then the other thing that I'm super excited about is the business books group that we're going mm-hmm. to start. And this will be a discussion group that's going to meet at lunchtime. It's a bring your own lunch kind of thing. And this is to help people who either want to develop their leadership so that they can help their employees grow, or they want to learn more about leadership or entrepreneurship or marketing so that they can get that next great job that they're looking for in their career. So we have um, the third Thursday of each month, we'll be meeting in the Smart Center and you can bring your lunch. The first week is March 18th. We are discussing entrepreneurship this time, which I'm very excited about. Oh, I like that too. The book is called Small Town Big Money. I like that too. That's that, what we need. That's what we town. need, right? Big money. Yes, but uh, it sounds too good to be true, I know. <laughs> but the guy who wrote the book, Colby Williams, is an entrepreneur from Sykeston, Missouri. And he started in Sykeston a coffee empire, as he calls it. That's my old stomping. Well, that's close by. Yeah. 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 So um, I thought that would be great because it had some local interest too. And I've invited to that meeting also um, Mark Sargis, who I know very well. (laughs) He's my husband, but he's also recently started as the economic development director here in Greenville. So he helps entrepreneurs in town get their business started. And I've invited Breck and Janie Nelson, who have Evergreen, the plant shop, and uh, other ventures going on around town. And they said that sounds really fun to come and discuss the book. And the best part about it is if you're not a reader, it's totally fine. Um, you don't have to read the book to come and participate in the discussion. If you want to, that's great, and we encourage it. This book is especially, it's short, it's fun. Um, the Colby is an, an, an excellent writer. Uh, he's actually written some film scripts and things, and so he has nice. kind of a flair for writing that makes it really interesting. And so we'll have a great discussion of entrepreneurship on March 18th. And we'll post the the name of the book and the author, and of course the dates will be on our Facebook page and our calendar. If you go to the Greenville Smart website and go to events, you'll see these listed on the calendar for dates and times. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. great. And then um, in the coming months, I've planned out the first three of those book meetings, and we will be doing for the business books in April, we'll be doing a book uh, called Stories That Stick. That's by Kendra Hall. She's a storyteller that works with businesses to tell their stories. And um, 
I just started reading the book. It's really funny and fun. And stories are very important to marketing. It's how you connect with people on a human level. And so if you're wondering about how to promote your business or even yourself as, as a job hunter, uh, better through telling your stories, that would be a great one to come to in April. And then in May, on the leadership side, we'll have the book Culture Renovation. This was um, a book I found out about through Brene Brown. She's kind of a guru. If if you know her, she's a researcher and um, business consultant who is very popular right now. And this was a recent recommendation of hers. Organizational culture is a hot topic in business these days because it can make or break you if you have a strong culture. And this book is, it says these are 18 leadership actions to build an unshakable company. Nice. Yeah. So if you are curious about organizational culture, how that would apply to your business, maybe you have a culture and you're not really happy with it. Um, we'll have some great opportunities to discuss that in May. So those are the first three books. And then what I'm hoping is that people will suggest books or sure. we might do classic books like how to win friends and influence people mm-hmm. or the seven habits book, mm-hmm. um, classic business books like that. And I also would like to recruit leaders from local businesses to lead other uh, ones of the books. Maybe they have a favorite book that they'd like to share with the community. And uh, that way we'll get other voices in. Sure. And that will also make it a nice place to network if you're a job seeker. We'll have leaders from other businesses around town that you can talk with during the informal time after the book discussion and maybe find your next best job. You never know. And this, you know, the leaders that are out there listening, this might be a good place for you to find some quality employees as well. So that's an excellent idea. I love that. Uh, Yeah, we will have more information on uh, the website for these events and these books that Elizabeth has mentioned. So if you'd like to get your book ahead of time, if you do want to do the reading, and like she said, you don't have to do the reading to participate, which is kind of nice. Um, But, you know, if you want to, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, and I I will mention it may be it may have already happened when this gets uh, aired, but we are doing a workshop on what's new in job search Mm -hmm. since the pandemic. We're doing that uh, March 6th, I believe, in the morning. So um, if you miss that workshop, just know that we'll have other workshops coming up. And if there's something you're specifically interested in, like a practical skill, like your resume or interviewing, any topic like that, do let me know. And I want to get my uh, contact information out there. My email is my last name, which is hard to spell when you first hear it. It's Sargis, that's S as in Sam, A-R-G as in George, I-S as in Sam, dot more m-o-r-e at gmail.com you can email me there or you can uh, call or text to 630-781-7144 but if you text be sure and tell me who you are (laughs) and why you're texting uh, because i won't know necessarily exactly that's just good advice anytime that's a communication thing sure you know exactly yeah (laughs) Well, I appreciate all that you're doing and all that information. And I think um, these are going to be good things for our community. Uh, so looking forward to everything that SmartWorks has to offer. Uh, looking forward to having them here at the Smart Center. And I think it's going to be a good, a good combination, a good partnership. 
But now we're going to get into the lighter side of our podcast that uh, we have taken on recently. Uh, as my co-hosts who I had previously have left me. So mm-hmm. I, I'm now I'm calling the shots, <laughs> but, um, I'd like, I'd like our listeners to get to know, uh, each guest a little bit more. So this mm-hmm. is a little bit different. Uh, so just a few questions and you can always say pass if you choose. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm very, I'm very self-disclosing. Anyone who, who knows me knows that I, I don't pass on a lot of questions. Well, all right then. Here we go. <laughs> Nothing too crazy, but you know, just some, um, you know, just some to more to get, more to get to know about you. I, I didn't communicate that well, but we'll get on with it. Um, so in your life, um, aside from your parents, is there someone that you would say, aside from your husband, I'm going to take him out of the, mm-hmm. this equation too, um, a big impact on your life? Who would you oh, the, say? Um, this is on my mind this week because I just heard on Sunday that she went into hospice. Um, my dear, dear friend, Evie Dickerson Conant. Oh who used to live on Prairie Street here in Greenville and um, is at the Heights home in Alhambra. Uh, she just turned 100. Wow. It's very interesting because besides her, my mom was probably the most influential woman in my life, and they were both born on January 28th. Wow. So um, Evie was a, was a sweet influence in my life. Her husband was a voice teacher. When oh, I was in okay. high school, they moved here from Austin, Texas. They had both gone to Greenville undergrad, and they wanted to retire here. And so Dick was offering voice lessons, and I wasn't much of a singer at the time, but some of my friends took lessons, and I thought, that sounds like a good idea. I had studied piano and played handbells and things like that. So I took uh, voice lessons with Dick, and Evie was a soprano like me, and she was always around in the background giving me advice, and she was just a delightful person and so warm, and watching their marriage, which was such a sweet Christian marriage, uh, so supportive of each other, was really a big influence on me, and I ended up in college living with them one summer. Oh, wow. Yeah, and... um I would hear them praying and reading the Bible together at night or early in the morning. And it just gave me a vision for the kind of relationship that I'd like to have later. And there were a couple things about Evie. She was, no matter how long it had been since I'd seen her, she would always just act like I had been there yesterday. And we were so close and she was so supportive of me through all of my when I left for Chicago, she wrote me a letter saying she was praying for me in that wicked city, oh. which was was sweet and funny. But also she knew what she was talking about because she had grown up in Evanston and she loved Chicago, too. But she knew that there were there were challenges there. Sure. And then also um, she just she prayed for me my whole life. And then she fell in love with each of the boys I fell in love with. And then especially with my husband. And every time we came back to Greenville, we would stop in and see her. And so she was, her love for the Lord was really inspiring. She lost her first husband at an early age. Dick passed away at, I believe, 69. And then um, she went through a really dark time after that. And that was that was helpful to me to see that um, that you could get through something like that and that it wasn't a reason not to love deeply, mm-hmm. that loving deeply was worth it. 
even if you had to go through a hurt like that. And then God brought her a wonderful second husband who was just an amazing man, so funny, Wayne Conant, and he relocated here. He was also a Greenville College grad. And they met at a reunion, one of those cute stories. And so she just had a special love and a special sweetness. And I never, ever heard her speak ill of anyone the whole time I knew her. And we knew a lot of people in common, you know. And so she just gave me a vision of what a good Christian woman was like. And um, she's been on my heart this week. Oh, well, that's that's a really sweet tribute. That's wonderful. And I can I can just see in your face and yeah, very close. That makes all my other questions seem ridiculous. Oh, well, that's good. We'll lighten things up now. That's good. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. Um, Yeah, this way off. But um, I have asked a few this. Uh, Do you speak any other languages? Oh, this is fun. I studied Spanish in high school. But um, at Greenville, when I was here, they didn't have a language requirement. So I hadn't studied a language. And then when I went to Knox, you had to take a year of a language. And I thought about Spanish, but I was a real nerd. And they were starting a Japanese program. And I thought, you know, Spanish is easy for me. I should challenge myself. And so I went into the Japanese program, and it was so much fun. And it's a beautiful language and a neat culture. And I spent the next summer in an immersion program at Middlebury College in Vermont. Yeah, so I was conversationally fluent when I left that immersion program. And it was really fun. But the hard thing about Japanese here was that most Japanese people wanted to practice their English if they were here. And I would speak to them conversationally, and they would say, oh, that's very good. (laughs) instead of answering whatever I had said. So it was very hard to to continue. But a very funny thing happened when my roommate traveled to Japan. Uh She brought back some snacks and they were sitting on our kitchen table when my landlord boyfriend, Mark, came downstairs and he looked at them and he said, Oh, and I looked at him and I said, Oh, my goodness. And he said, I sold us. And my husband and I both studied Japanese. <laughs> and you didn't even know. We had no idea. You two were meant so to be. It was funny. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh. If, if you, if you didn't already know these two and realize they were meant to be, now it's, it's solidified. Oh my, that's great. And I, I guarantee the next several people I ask that question to, Japanese will not be. <laughs> and I think that's, that's excellent. Uh, special talent or secret mm. talent. Well, it's not much of a secret. I am a singer. Uh, like I said, um, Dick was a great teacher and, um, singing. It's, it's funny because I started out as a music major in college and really thought that I would make my life as a music teacher or something like that. But I struggled with how much time I had to spend in the practice room by myself. And I really love people and I love to get out and be with people. So I have kept singing all my life. I take lessons now and then. Um, it's just been a wonderful hobby, but it's a great way to get involved when I get to a new church or a new community. Sure. I can join a singing group. And I've been in big choirs in Chicago. And um, I sung at a lot of weddings and funerals that it's, it's precious to be part of special days like oh, that sure. in people's lives. So that's been kind of the, the neatest thing in my life besides my career. Well, that's great. And my family, of course, which are wonderful, too. Well, yeah. Um, Let me see here. Here's one for you. If you could trade places with any one person for just a day, 
you could go back to being yourself, who would that be? Well, let me think about that for a second, because that's trade places with someone. Oh, there are there are so many women that I admire that are in interesting positions. Like um, I think about uh, Angela Merkel or uh, or our own vice president. Um, but I think if I could have her brain for the day, I would love to be Brene Brown because she just is a, such a wonderful person of influence. She's so smart. She knows so many things, but she's so curious and she. Um, is so respectful of other people's knowledge. And I love her way of bringing out the best in other people. And I've often thought if I could do one thing uh, with guarantee that I wouldn't fail, I would just call Brene Brown and say, can I work for you? <laughs> oh, nice. Well, you know what? It, maybe you could. <laughs> maybe someday. You never know. Maybe. Maybe you could still live here and still work for yeah. her. All right. Let's see here. Um what advice would you give your younger self if you could go back and talk to a young Elizabeth? Oh, that's a very good question. And I I have thought about this in the past. I don't know if someone else asked me the question, but I think um, the biggest thing that has held me back in my life has been fear of failure or looking foolish. That's, um, that's common, I think. Yeah, I think. And if I could go back and say, hey, you're not going to find your more in life. If you don't try some things that you're not going to be good at, if you don't get some dirt under your fingernails and maybe mud on your face. <laughs> I, uh, I think that's good advice. Yeah, because if you stay in, in your lane and you stay safe, then you don't grow to your full potential. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's a, that's a good message to leave on. I think that's great. Well, we're going to post the dates for the events coming up with uh, SmartWorks and Elizabeth um, and the Smart Center. And I want to thank you for joining me today. I think this went very well. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, <laughs> except for my phone. But you I'll know get what? Back to no, that adds a little flavor to it's it. It's the I cinema think. verite almost. Oh, like yes. Real I, life coming I think- in. That makes it all, you know, that makes it a little unique. And I like that. Well, thank you so much for your time, (laughs) Elaine. And thanks to all your listeners for taking the time to hear us out. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you all. And we hope to talk to you again on the Greenville Smart Podcast.